This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Hey, good morning, church. And uh, I hope it is well with your soul today. I hope it is well with your soul today. Um, All the stuff going on, but you've made it to join us for church today online. And it was only... Last week we were in person, and then things change real quick, don't they? So we're glad you've joined us today, wherever you're joining us from, our church family. Uh, we're so glad you're here today online on Facebook and on YouTube. And if uh, someone shared this, if you're a guest today, we're really glad you joined us. And we know that uh, you may have seen this streamed, or maybe someone shared this, maybe you stumbled upon this on this Sunday morning or whenever you're watching this, but we're glad you're here. We're glad you've joined us, and uh, you belong here with us at church. We're really glad you joined us on this Sunday morning. And uh, we're back online. We're back online only. Who knows what the rest of this year or even 2021 will throw at us. But we're thankful for this medium. The message never changes. The medium does. The why never changes. The how can. And right now, the how, the, 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 the way we do this is changed. We're back online. But we're thankful that you're here today. And we're thankful we get a chance to share with you the goodness of God and to worship together. Uh, Which reminds me, we're back online, but this Tuesday night, first for us, and I hope you join us, we're going to live stream right here from our studio, uh, communion together. We're going to live stream communion together, and it's going to be short, but it's going to be sweet. It's going to be a special moment to remember the Lord's table, and he says, as often as you gather, do this in remembrance of me. And I'd encourage you, grab your teenagers, grab your kids, uh, seven o'clock on Tuesday night, we're going to live stream it. We'll leave it up so you can watch it on demand. But we're gonna gather together just for 20 minutes on Tuesday night. Would you join us? We'd love to see you in the chat, see you online as we do communion together. Today, I wanna encourage you, it's gonna be a fun morning. It's gonna be a fun few minutes together. But I would encourage you today to lean in and uh, let's celebrate together what God's done. In Psalm 126, verse three, let's read it together. It says this, yes, the Lord, has done amazing things for us. What a joy. I think, I think we need to just read that again. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What a joy. I read this this week, and when I read it, I processed it, and I agree with it. And this is what I read this week. I read, there's two things that Christians or the church don't do well. And one of them is grieve, and one of them is celebrate. As I thought about that, I thought that's absolutely true. I think sometimes in our faith, in church, in our journey, we don't grieve well, and we don't celebrate well. The Bible says he's turned our mourning into dancing. He's turned our grieving into celebrating. And I I wanna say, listen, we need to grieve as a church. 2020, this year, needs to be grieved. It needs to be grieved. Lost opportunities, lost income for businesses, lost um, freedom in relationships, lost freedom of community. We need to grieve it. And we need to understand today, grieving is not opposed to our faith. Grieving is a part of our faith. I, I think we don't grieve well. I think sometimes we're just like, it's fine. We're good, you know, stiff upper lip. Uh, we have faith, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, that is true. 
but grief is not opposed to our faith. It's a part of our faith. In fact, one of my favorite passages in scripture, Jesus walks up to this community that is urgently surrounding his friend who had just died, Lazarus. And it says he was so overwhelmed with grief in that moment. It says Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in scripture. It says Jesus wept. And I want to encourage you to say that we need to grieve. But what's amazing to me is Jesus wept and then he went on and he actually raised Lazarus from the dead. Because grieving when done right leads to dreaming. Grieving leads to dreaming. And I believe we need to grieve this year. And in the middle of that grieving, when we process that loss and we give it to God, we let him walk us through that, at some point that grieving will turn to dreaming. And we don't grieve well as a church in our faith. We need to grieve. It's a part of our faith. But we also need to understand 2020 needs to be celebrated. There are moments for 2020 that we need to celebrate. Listen, you made it. If you're watching this, you made it. This year, this unprecedented year, the, the new normal, the craziness that is this year, you made it. That like, like sometimes surviving is thriving. Like if you make it, you win. It's like survivor, right? You make it to the end, you win. I wanna encourage you, we need to celebrate you made it this year. We need to celebrate the creativity we've seen globally of people adapting. We need to see a celebration of the resilience. We need to celebrate the beautiful moments in the middle of the pain and the loss and the challenges. There is woven through the tapestry of 2020, beautiful moments. And I think as a church, we need to learn how to mourn and cry, but we also need to know how to celebrate and dance. And sometimes we're very Canadian, where we don't get too emotional. We're just, it's all good. We're just out and about doing our thing as Canadians and we don't, we don't show too much emotion. Uh, I just want to encourage you. It's okay to celebrate. And today, we want to celebrate some things from this year. We've all talked about the things that we're grieving. We've all talked about the things that have been challenging in these challenging times. But as we get ready to go into the Christmas season, as we reflect on this year, we want to take this morning and we want to celebrate uh, some amazing things. Today, if you're taking a title, write this down somewhere. Amazing things amazing things. I need you to write some of these down. Amazing things. And we're going to celebrate today. In, in the 2020 impact report, every year around this time, we, we calculate all the numbers and the moments from January to really October to November. And we put them in a report. And church, that's going to be coming out right after this service. It's going to be in your inbox. If you're like, hey, I don't get emails from the church. You can just sign up. You'll see it on our Facebook page. You'll see it on our website. You'll see it on our Instagram account. But we're going to email you this port. But today I want to pray as we get ready to celebrate. Are you ready to celebrate today, church? It's going to be fun. And we're going to celebrate these numbers. And I expect lots of thumbs up and applauding and cheering in the chat on Facebook and YouTube. But today we have much to celebrate. God has been good to us. What a joy. So let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for everyone watching on Facebook and on YouTube. God, I thank you for our family. I thank you for our, our dream team and our church. I thank you for the guests and neighbors and friends that are watching this because someone shared it. We thank you, God, that we've made it through this year, that God it has been challenging, but you are good. That while it's been uh, hard at times, you're with us. And we're reminded that the God that is with us is the God that never leaves us. So God, I thank you for that. And I do pray for those that are watching today that are still going through this tough time. I pray that you would be their hope. You would be their joy. You would be their provision. I, got it. I pray in the middle of the loss, they'd be more aware than ever 
of your hope and your joy. God, thank you for these minutes together. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, and everybody said, all right, you ready to celebrate some things? We're going to celebrate some things today, and I want you to get excited. This is our church family, and we got to get better at celebrating. So today, we're unashamedly celebrating what God has done in our church, through our church, with our church, in my life, in your life. And we're going to throw up some numbers and some statistics, and we're going to throw up some stories, and we're just going to celebrate. Are you ready for this today? I would encourage you, if you get a chance right now, share this stream on your Facebook, send a link to somebody by text, uh, because we're going to celebrate today. And we're so excited to see the faithfulness of God, the joy that he has been so good to us. In the most challenging year of my lifetime, and arguably your lifetime, we want to look back and look at the celebrate the amazing things God has done. First thing I want to show, you're going to see this, look at this. Number one is online attendance. We, We did these numbers up this week. 718,000 minutes of Nova Church was watched online. I just need you to look at that that number for a second. 718,000 minutes. As we close out this year, we're going to be closing in on a million minutes of content that we've streamed, produced, made, viewed online. Why does that get us excited? Because our content isn't building our name. It's not about preachers or me and Nancy or our team. It's not about building a brand. But if you watch Nova, if you know Nova, we sing about the goodness of God. We preach about uh, the power of God. Our announcements are about what God is doing in his church and how we can reach our city. And 718,000 minutes of the goodness of God, the hope of God, the conviction of God, the mercy of God, his church, his community. That number blows me away. Considering as a church, we were not online streaming of any way before March. So from March to October, almost three quarters of a million minutes all over the world of your friends and us and our friends and our neighbors and our community, people streaming in, whether it be for five minutes or for an hour, to watch the goodness of God, to hear about the plan of God, what his word says, seeing a church lift up worship to God, I think that is something to celebrate. I think that is amazing. And that speaks to our production team and our worship team and our dream team. It speaks to the energy and talent. Our production guys go, I think that's probably about 5 million minutes to produce that 718,000 minutes. But we celebrate that today. Here's another thing I want to celebrate. We came back to in-person in October, and we saw 85% of our church come back to in-person gatherings. It's funny, as I w- was reaching out, we, we, we cu- tried to come back in September, um, but our venue, school board, closed our venue, and then we wrestled with trying to go somewhere else and figuring that out. We finally came back in October. And as I reached out to other leaders across, really, North America, throughout Canada extensively and in the States, I said, what percentage in the Maritimes, nationally, and even in the States, what numbers are you seeing come back? Because we wanted to understand seating, capacity, what we could do and We were hearing numbers like, hey, most of us are seeing 20, 25%. There are some crazy places that are seeing like 50, 55%. And we told our team, listen, like we're just doing, if one comes, it's worth it. We're, you know, we understand people are going to watch online and we love those people. And we're so glad that for them, that was the right decision for safety. But we felt like there was a hunger for people to come in person. And this month, the month of October, as we launched back in person, we saw 85% of our church that was meeting before the pandemic come back in person. That's incredible. 
And for us, what that speaks to is the passion and the priority for the things of God. So you need, you need to hear me today. COVID, we take serious. And there are people that said, listen, because of my children or elderly parents or my own health conditions, we're going to stay online. Other people saying, hey, we just don't feel like it's the best environment for us. And we just, we're so thankful to be able to provide online engagement. And they said, hey, we're with you. We're cheering you on. We're no less detached. And, we, and, and we're so thankful. But sometimes I've learned in this season of COVID that people use a COVID blanket sometimes, not always, sometimes to really make an excuse for apathy and indifference in their life. I've seen this. It's like they have no problem going to sporting events or shopping or extracurricular around people. But when it came to church, it's like, well, COVID, COVID. And what I love about this number is it shows our people said, no, no, those that were comfortable or healthy enough to come back in person said, church gathering together is a priority. The kingdom of, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the God and serve God. And the way we do that for us, if we're comfortable and healthy, is to come in person. We celebrate that number, 85%. That's huge. Church, we celebrate those that came back in person because it shows your priority. In seven, eight, nine months of not gathering, New habits are formed. Uh, old habits are broken. New systems are made. New, new lifestyles are formed and new patterns. And we didn't know. We're going to lose some people that maybe just in this season fell off on their faith, maybe fell off on their commitment, fell off on their passion. And when you showed up and God showed off and we celebrate that and we just honor for putting God first. And those that watch online faithfully, hey, we're with you. We honor the passion for God and his plan for our church and for your life. And for those that showed up in person, every week as we did multiple services to make room with restrictions, we were blown away. And I never forget last week before we shut down and new restrictions were coming in, I had one of you walk up to me outside and said, Pastor, don't shut down. Don't shut down. I'll wear three masks if you want me to. I'll wear four masks. And I remember thinking, we're probably going to have to shut down for a season in person. But I loved your heart because it made room for the king kingdom of God in your life. We celebrate that number. Here's a number I love. Look at this number. 32,000 minutes, 32,000 minutes were watched online because of sharing. Look at that number, 32,000 that means when you share on Facebook, when you send the YouTube link to somebody, you text them going, hey man, I'd love for you to be in church today. Join us for church today. Or man, you need to listen to this worship set. You need to listen to this message. 32,000 minutes people watched because of your sharing. I, I think that speaks to our culture as a church. One thing, when, when I travel the world and, and people text me and talk to me, whether in person or uh, online, they're like, what, what are some of, the, some of the things about Nova culture? that you celebrate. And one thing we've celebrated since day one has been the invitation culture that we have. It's an inviting culture. I'll be honest, it's one of my favorite things on a Sunday morning, pre-pandemic, you never knew who was gonna walk through the doors. We told our team, never act surprised because the down and outs and the up and atoms and everyone in between, you never knew who was gonna walk through that door. Didn't matter if they were famous or infamous, whether they were known or unknown. Uh, people were comfortable coming to our church. We had more people say, hey, I, mean, I don't go to your church, but I know someone that's struggling, someone that needs to know God, and I'm inviting them to your church. We had people that don't even go to our church invite their friends to come to our church. And church, you invited people in person. Man, our, our, our attendance every week, so many guests and so many people coming, needing an encounter with God. And as we went online, that culture kept going. In fact, we say we didn't shut down one campus. We actually launched 
thousands of campuses because when you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, when you're scrolling through Instagram, you actually become a campus pastor. When you share this on Facebook, like many of you did today, you hit watch party, you shared this stream, you become a campus pastor saying, hey, this is my church. If you have any questions, I'm, just talk to me. This is, I'm, I'm sharing this. And 32,000 minutes, people out there in your, in your circle of influence, 32,000 minutes of the goodness of God, the hope that he brings, how our life can be changed, that we're not just good people, but we have a good God that helps us. People that are dying for hope, dying for joy, dying to know there's more to this life than just living and dying, that there is a divine calling, a divine presence, that eternity is real, and the presence makes sense. Because you shared it, people are now more aware of the goodness of God. I get excited about that. 32,000 minutes because you shared. Church, thank you. You know what that speaks to? It speaks to an atmosphere of trust. Trust. I heard someone say this years ago that change happens at the speed of trust. And we want you to know we take that trust really serious. That when you share a live stream, you're like, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know what's going to be sung. I don't know what's going to be announced. But when you share it, you're saying, I trust our leadership. I trust our worship team. I trust our, uh, our culture that if I was to share this with my coworkers and neighbors and family members, that I know it's going to speak to not the opinions of men, but to the word of God. And we preach the gospel. We don't preach our opinions. And we can share our opinions, but we believe in the word of God. And the trust that you show in that number of sharing, uh, we see it. We take it very seriously, and we celebrate it today. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for inviting in person. We saw so many guests this month. I'm thinking of all months. Last week, we were in church. I was outside again in the parking lot, and I met this one guest, and she's like, this is my first time here. I live five minutes away. How could I not come to church? And I was like, really? They just announced new restrictions. We're probably shutting down tomorrow. And she's like, no, I need to be in church. It speaks to the inviting culture we have, both online and in person. And we celebrate that. This was a fun one. This year is Nova Worship released. Uh, our first song, original song released by Nova Worship. Do you remember this? In September, I think it was September 10th, we released this. Uh, that's a huge win. And when I think about this year, it'll go down in history, 2020, for most people, is about surviving. Uh, and to look back on this year, to know as a church, as a culture, that we created when others pull back, God helped us create and gain influence and gain momentum is a beautiful thing. Only God could do that. And our theme for our church, if you cut us, this is what we bleed, helping those far from God come close to God. Our goal of our worship services is that when you walk into our worship service, both online and in person, that when you finish that worship service, you're not impressed with the worship team. You're not like, man, that production looks amazing. It's not, man, I just love those song choices. It's that you feel closer to God than when you started. There are parts of my life where I need to be closer to God. When I sing worship with our team, I feel closer to God. So when we met as a worship team to write songs, we said our goal for writing music as a church isn't radio play. It's not downloads. It's not to be shared or even sung around the world, though that may happen. The goal of our worship when we write songs is to help those that are far from God come close to God, that when we write a song, people go, I feel closer to God because of that song. And our first song, Start Over, more to come this coming year. More songs gonna be written, but we celebrate that. 
And I got emails from across the country. I know it was in heavy Christian radio play across the country. Uh, so many downloads internationally, people streaming it. I think my own mother has listened to it a thousand times. She thinks the title Start Over literally means to start it over. Mom, I love you so much. Uh, but we just celebrate the creativity in this season of surviving the creativity. And we love that church. We love that we're creating, creating new spaces online and in person, creating content and creating moments that bring people closer to God. So Nova Worship, Nova Church, we celebrate that today. If you haven't heard that song, go download it, go stream it. It's amazing. And there's more to come. Here's the number. This is my favorite number that we're going to celebrate today. You ready for this? Over $87,000 spent on outreach as a church. You're going to see a breakdown of these numbers that are going to be emailed to you in our impact report. But I want you to look at that number today. Of all the giving and all the structure and all the stuff we build and do, 80, over $87,000. And again, that's to date. That's till October. There's going to be more going to be happening even in the next month, month and a half. Over $87,000 spent on outreach. Someone needs to clap in the comments. Someone needs to give a thumbs up. Someone needs to drop the dollar dollar bill sign. Someone. That is good good news. What does outreach mean? This means all our money in that category was spent outside our four walls. It wasn't spent for producing services. It wasn't spent for offices or salaries or power bills or, any, or anything like that. It wasn't kids ministry, youth ministry, uh, anything. It was outside our four walls. $87,000 for a church that's three years old. We celebrate that today. What goes into that number? One, we are a part of the uh, Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, and we as a church tithe to the district. Why do we do that? We believe that we are better together, and we believe that we are in authority, uh, we are under authority, and we are in authority. And we are a tithing church. We believe in the power of pooling our resources and, and thanking God that we are here because of God's goodness. And we don't ask you to do something as individuals that me and Nancy don't do as private people, that we don't do as a church. And when we started this church, we said we want to actually make our region better because we exist. And as we tithe to the district, there are 70, around 70 churches, 80 churches all over New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island, a part of this district. And when we give with other churches, when we give, it goes to help those churches thrive and be strong. It helps those leaders. It helps those programs. It helps them be healthy. Well, I like to think of it this way, that when we give, that we're actually being the light of the world. We're being lighthouses and hope, giving hope in small towns. You think about that. We have a rescue mission and a hospital and a place to celebrate in Port Hawkesbury. We have one in Shetty Camp and Booktush. We have one in Tignish and Charlottetown. We have one in Truro and Sackville. We have Dartmouth and Yarmouth. We are all over the Atlantic coast of Canada. When we give, we have bolstered up and strengthened up these churches with the leadership, the plans, the investment, the hope feeding people, helping people, preaching to people, the good news. I get excited about that number. What else is in that number of $87,000? One, we're, we're passionate about helping people in all areas of life, and you've seen it on here, and you've seen it a lot, is the Helm Halifax is an addiction center that is opening this coming year, and they're getting ready, and they're building infrastructure, and building their systems, and people, and we were able to give them a service, and we've given to them multiple times. But the last time we took an offering, you gave over $6,000 to prepare a place for men struggling with alcohol addictions to come in and find rest, find hope, and find recovery. We celebrate that today. Another one we celebrate is Metro World uh, Ministries. 
Metro is based in New York, and if you remember this summer, we had Pastor Bill Wilson share an amazing, timely message, but they have 220,000 children in Sunday school around the world. Not just Sunday school, but they're feeding them, clothing them, getting them in school from the Philippines to Kenya to uh, uh, all over Asia and Europe to New York City to all over the world. And you as a church were generous that we gave $12,000 to help Pastor Bill in this pandemic when uh, planes have stopped and trips have stopped and influence is shrinking. We're with you. And there are kids today being fed all over the world, both physically and spiritually, because we had a heart to give. I celebrate that today. We gave to foster care in our city. Foster care Parents uh, are heroes. Single moms and dads are heroes. We believe foster care are heroes, and we gave significantly to the foster care system to help just even this year. You're going to hear about it. We're going to even help them this Christmas, not even count it in that number. We're helping foster care again this Christmas to make sure it's an amazing year, a challenging year for us. How much more for those in the foster care? So foster care, also social workers. We helped some social workers to help them this year. We also helped uh, fight local sex trafficking in our city. We gave to organizations that were helping people getting trapped locally. This is not a global problem only, but in Halifax area, we gave to significantly help them get the word out in education and prevention and helping those in sex trafficking. We helped uh, in crisis pregnancy. We helped get backpacks for kids going back to school. Such a challenging time for so many. And we made it happen through your giving and generosity to help these kids, the most vulnerable in our community, to give them a fighting chance to keep their education growing. Education is power. And if we can keep them learning, and you help do that by giving backpacks. We also helped. There was a a prayer protest in the middle of this pandemic. And we stood with uh, our black brothers and sisters saying, we stand for justice. We stand for equality of race. And we said, we're going to pray together. And we stormed heaven, not fighting against people, but believing for mercy and justice and peace. And we were one of the sponsors of that, saying, hey, we want to partner with. We want to help provide uh, to make this happen and partnering with our churches in our city. And through your giving, we partnered to pull off that event that spoke to the value of the church and we stormed heaven and believed for change in our city. Uh, I'm also excited about this. We heard this. We have so many nurses in our church. We call them the Nova nurses. Listen, not that you ever want to pass out in a church or get sick in a church, but if you did, Nova would be that church. We have so many nurses, amazing nurses. And we started hearing about the stories from the children's hospital when in the height of the pandemic, when only one parent was allowed to stay in. And then if they left for some reason, they couldn't come back. Started hearing stories of families being cut off from each other, not be able to see each other. We had this idea, what if simplicity of iPads to the children's hospitals, to the cancer ward, to other wards, so that kids could FaceTime their, their mom or dad that wasn't with them or their siblings or their friends. What if they could actually stream in time with family and we could connect them? What if moms in there could connect through the Wi-Fi with the husband who wasn't in there or vice versa or grandparents living far away. And we were able to purchase iPads for the local children's hospital through your giving. $87,000. Celebrate today the generosity of our church. And we call this our impact. And I absolutely love that. We want to be a church that's known globally, but loved locally. And I'm thankful through 718,000 minutes of streaming minutes that we are known globally. But I love that we are loved locally. 
that there are uh, nurses and doctors that know of the generosity that you have for our church. We know there are kids going back to school, those in foster care. We know there are people that are fighting the toughest times of life because of your generosity, because we are the church. Church isn't a building we go to. It's a people that we are. Nancy said it so well last week that God's, God's mission doesn't, God's church doesn't have a mission. God's mission has a church. Did you hear that? God's, we don't have a mission as a church. God's mission has a church, and we're so passionate about that. Here's a number. Here's a number. Look at this number. $8,500 in groceries giving away during this time. It's actually over that number. We surpassed $9,000 this week, and to be honest, by the end of the year, it's probably going to be closer to $15,000 in groceries given away. Basic needs. And this is the thought I had today. I said, sometimes hope gets delivered in a grocery bag. I heard someone say once, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And I believe sometimes people can't even hear the good news of the gospel over the rumblings of the hunger in their belly in church. So many of you actually went and did deliveries. You actually came to our office and we got the gift cards and you went in the middle of the pandemic when the fear was highest and the, and the uncertainty of not knowing what this virus was. And we had so many people in our church going, I want to go to the front lines. They came to our church, got gift cards, got a list, went and shopped, and then hand-delivered groceries. Over $8,500, $9,000 in groceries giving. We want to thank you, church, for delivering. I love in this season, it wasn't me and Nancy only delivering groceries. We even did some yesterday. But we had a team passionate going. People going, I did one, let me do another one. Let me do another one. People standing in lines, not even knowing about their own safety in this time going, how can I not help feed? But your generosity, we've actually helped feed our city. Is that number, like, think about that number. Think about how much food has gone to people that need it in our church and outside our church. Complete strangers that have never gone to our church. And it's not about them coming to our church. It's about our church going to them. Outreach. I'm so thankful for that. So thankful for that. Church, thank you for giving. These are just some of the highlights. You're going to see an impact report with more numbers coming into your email in about 15 minutes. And we celebrate today. We celebrate what God has done. As we close this year, I want to talk about this next month. We started this series, and you're going to see it behind me, this promo. We thought, what to call our Christmas series this year as we go through Advent. Advent is uh, the arrival of Christ, and we want to start this series called Uncertain Christmas. It's been an uncertain year, hasn't it? You don't know what's next. Man, I said to my team this week, I don't know. I, our production guy was like, I think we're going to close down again. I'm like, ah, we're not going to close down again. We did that, done that, got the t-shirt, and here we are, closed down again. But you can't stop the good news. You can't stop our church. You can't stop you from giving and serving. And in this uncertain year, this is the most uncertain Christmas. Are the numbers going to be large enough that you can have your family over? Is it going to be shut down again? People in healthcare working around the clock, there's so much. Are vaccines coming? Are they going to be here soon enough? Can we trust them? There's so much uncertainty. And in this uncertain Christmas, we want to unpack through the Christmas story that uncertainty is no stranger to our world. But I'll tell you what we can know, the certainty of God and his goodness. And we believe that we're going to uh, build up to Christmas. And it says this in John 3.30. It says, He must increase 
and I must decrease. He says, I must become greater and greater, God says. Jesus says, I must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. My version, another version says, he must increase, and I must decrease. And our goal of Christmas is as we build up to Christmas Day, that we would make so much of God and his consistency, his goodness, his grace, what we can count on in God, and we make more of him that will make less of us, less of our fears, less of our uncertainty, less of our questions of not knowing, less of our uh, waverness, and we make greater of him and less than us. And I believe even our desires, our time, and our plan, what would it profit us to reach the whole world with streaming and giving and lose our own soul, church? What would it profit us to gain the whole world and lose our own soul? And I believe this Christmas, Dream Team, leaders, Nova Church, guests watching online, we're gonna make big of God. We're gonna brag on God this next few weeks of Christmas and this uncertain Christmas and let God speak to your life. And as he grows inside of you, as he grows his influence, his love, his compassion in our hearts, may he get greater and we, me, we get less. I do wanna say this Christmas, we always do our, our, our Christmas, Nova Christmas experience on Christmas Eve Eve. And then a few weeks ago, we felt something was shifting. We thought we should change that. And we moved it to a drive-in food distribution. And we had plans for, for, for carols and a stage and Christmas lights and outside. And we're gonna build all these food hampers. And then with the recent restrictions, and we don't know what's gonna happen another week, they could lighten them or they could tighten them. We don't know. And there's a lot of effort. I know if we do it well, it doesn't look like a lot of effort to do all this, but the countless man hours and women hours and, and, and giving and thoughts and creativity, we thought what would be the best use of our time, our money and our resources? And we're gonna unpack this even next Sunday, but I'll let you know, we're not gonna do our event on the evening of the 20th anymore. Instead, we've been in meetings with our local government representatives, our MLA, and we said, hey, what organizations are already doing these things that we can partner with? So we have meetings this week, meeting, you'll hear more next week, and we're gonna feed people. We're gonna spend significant amount of money. We're just gonna, we're just gonna make it rain, generosity, and we're gonna physically feed people. This is one organization. They did this just a month ago and they had 300 people register alone and we're gonna partner with them. We're gonna use our space to package things. And there's gonna be space for you to help. We're gonna put out a call. If you're comfortable, we're gonna keep the restrictions strong and we're gonna do it safe. We're gonna do it right. And if you wanna help, we're gonna partner. We're gonna show you where to show up, whether it be our space or another space. And then we're gonna give. What's amazing to me is in the middle of all of this is that if you notice, we never take an offering for these things. We never took an offering for that 8,500 for groceries. Never took an offering. Have you noticed that? We've never done that for those iPads. Why? Because we are a giving church. And today, as we get ready to go back into worship and close today, as we get ready to sing a song, uh, I want to challenge you today um, for the offering. And it says in Matthew 23, verse 23, they don't have the scripture in production. I just want to read it to you. It says this. It says, for you are careful to tithe even, even the tiniest of income, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. This is Jesus talking. This is New Testament. This is our Savior, the one we follow. And he says this, you should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things, law, justice, and mercy. 
And we believe as a church, we're tithing. It's not an Old Testament thing. It's a Jesus thing. He says, you should tithe, yes. But that's just the beginning. We believe that you should not neglect the more important things. See, we don't believe if you don't tithe that you're condemned. We don't believe that you're going against the law. We don't believe that you're in error. But we believe we don't want to neglect as a church the more important things, justice, mercy, and faith. And when we tithe, that's how we do that as a church. That $87,000, what we're doing here online, as we promote and help people, as we fight injustice, as we show mercy, as we build people's faith that God is good, and sometimes through a grocery bag, or sometimes through a camera, or sometimes in person, when we tithe, it funds us and allows us as a church and as a region to not forget the more important things. When you give, you're saying, I'm giving because we're not gonna forget. Love, mercy, hope justice, faith. How do you not neglect those things? You intentionally put your resources towards it. And Jesus is saying, you should tithe. But when you tithe, don't forget, we can't forget the more important things. Mercy, love, justice is more important, Jesus says, than tithing. The tithing funds that. And today as a church, there's lots of ways to give. Church, you're generous. We just bragged on God and bragged on you for your generosity. We have more to be done in the city, known globally, but loved locally. And we have more to do this year. And we have more to do in the months to come. And when you give, you, 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 you free us. You lift up our arms as a church to meet needs, to help people, to send the gospel, to send hope and love and joy and food and iPads and mercy. From counseling to people to resources people need to mental health, to physical health, to spiritual health, body, soul, and money. So we want to thank you for giving. There's lots of ways to give. You'll see it on the screen right now. You can text, you can e-transfer. There's lots of ways to give. But we will not forget the important things of love, faith, mercy, and justice. Amen. Church, I want to pray for you today as we get ready to worship. We have much to celebrate. For God has been good to us. What a joy. What a joy in the middle of the most challenging year to look back and go, God is good and he's helped us and he's used us to bring his goodness to our city. Let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you for our church. I thank you for every guest that's watching and they're just getting a, a snapshot maybe of what's possible in your kingdom. They're just watching from Facebook or YouTube and they're not apart, but they're looking through the window and getting a, a, a glimpse of the goodness that you have towards us and how that translates into our city. Father, I bless everyone that's watching today. I thank you for our church. I thank you, Lord, that we grieve. We acknowledge that there is loss this year. There is loss of opportunity, of health, of jobs. There is losses. But today, Father God, we say together, we love you, we need you, and we bless you. God, bless those that are watching today. In Jesus' name, amen.